Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 117. We're going to kick off 2020 for January. All of you were telling me, Mega Man, when are you going to bring heavy hitters? Hey, I'm bringing in the heat starting 2020. Today's guest I have coming all the way from South Central. Look, I didn't get Mega Man to get shot, but it was all good. I have... Oh my God, everyone's been telling me, you got to have him on. You got to have him on. Daniel, I mean, Beer Thug Life was telling me that. Uh, uh, Joey's Barbecue and Shouts to Wilmington was telling me, you got to have him on. I have right now, I mean, I met, I mean, we bumped into each other at Sarah's Market. I didn't know who he was until I saw his Instagram. I was like, whoa. Like, like, Joey Lawrence, whoa. You know, I have today's guest, the legend, Grillin' Gorilla, what's up, man? Oh, me? Oh, shit. I you, <laughs> you overhyped me. I thought you were talking about somebody else, man. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I want to know who he is. I want to meet him. Who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, you're talking about me? I'm like, eh, whatever, dude. I'm, I'm like, eh. I'm in the background wearing glasses with a pocket protector <laughs> saying, hey, hi. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, man, it was, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I know I was supposed to have you on. And just been busy with everything. That's Mega Man's fault, you know. And uh, you know, I think it was the perfect time to to kick off 2020 and having you on the podcast. Um, hey, man, you hop the shout out to Hawk Detective, you know. Oh yes, killer, you know. And uh, Bear Thug Life, you know, Joey, Daniel, those guys, man. They're telling me, man, you got to have this guy on. And I was like, and I saw your Instagram. I was like. What the fuck is Mega Man getting myself into right now? Right? It's just a bunch of bullshit on the Instagram. It's like, it's like, why is he posting pictures of mannequins? Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? And uh, before we did the podcast, man, you made a little, like, a feast for Mega Man. I was like, whoa. I mean, killers, like, like sliders. You said it yourself, it was just sliders. That's all it was. It, but it's, no, these it's, are different sliders. I, <laughs> I mean, I try to, I make myself sliders. Like, dude, this is not even like up to like par. I mean, you make me feel like I don't even know, man. And, I mean, and, and that's that's not my intention. My intention is to, when it comes to my cooking, it's always my intention to open everybody's experiences and say, hey, you know what? If I can do it, and I'm a nobody, you can do it too. Like, there's uh, no excuse. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, I, sh- I wish I could cook this cool. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, guess what? Before I started cooking like the way I do, it tasted like shit. But I found, I found my flavor profile, and yes, I'm taking your bitch to Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> flavor Town, like like Crazy Town, Flavor Town. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting to know you, and uh, before we started the podcast, man, the thing I'm still tripping off. You were self-taught. Yeah. Self-fucking-taught. Yeah, man. How do you... I, I, I just... I can't, I can't picture that. Dude, it's... It, it honestly comes down to... Like, I'm a guy. I have a grill. And I need to figure this out because I need to feed my family. Yes. And the thing is that I didn't start with a, a stick burner. I didn't start with charcoal. I started with gas. And the thing is that, yeah, you know what? People, people will make fun of you. Oh, you're cooking on a gas grill? I'm like, yeah, but the thing is that it's a learner grill. And that's how I learned how to cook on a gas grill. Now, I'm all about my Santa Maria. I'm all about my, my, my pit barrel smoker. I'm all about just cooking with charcoal and mesquite and, and actual pecan wood. So, it, let's put it this way. You have to learn to walk before you run. Because if you go straight into running, you're going to end up falling on your face no matter what. 
because you don't know how to stop. Or when you're done and you're exhausted about running, guess what? Like, yeah, you overexerted yourself, you're done running, but you still need to walk. What are you going to do? Get back on your knees? No, man. I started, like I said, I own it. I started on the gas grill. It was a wedding present from my dad. Yes. And he's like, oh, you know what? You, you're going to get a house, so congratulations, but you need a grill. He got me a gas grill. And yeah, you know what? I was doing the basic Mexican barbecue style. Carne asada, some pollo, rice, beans, and that was it. But it got to the point where I'm like, oh, I want to venture out. I want to do, I don't know, Korean barbecue night at my house. Oh, damn. So I ended up buying a small little grill. And we had a little tabletop gas grill. And guess what? It worked great. I was doing the, I was doing the, the beef short ribs, the Korean beef short ribs. I was mm-hmm. doing the, the bulgogi. We were doing the, the, egg, the, the egg pancakes. And we just basically had Korean barbecue night here at the house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. And I'm a, I'm a big baseball fan. And the fact that my team, I'll just go on name just because I don't want to start up shit. Uh, they allowed tailgating at our stadium. So, oh, the Angels? I mean, I know you won the World Series because of <laughs> my team, the Giants, motherfucking Barry Bonds. I mean, with a rally monkey, well, you know, it's all good. As long as the Dodgers, sorry to say, they haven't got the rings, but Angels and Giants got their rings. That's all to say. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not my fault the Dodgers know how to choke on stuff, so. <sighs> The kings of choking. And you know I'm not going to edit this out, dude, so fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> but like yeah. Said, and then the thing is that we we were tailgating at the Angel Stadium for years. And then all of a sudden, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the brewery that opened up right across the street? Uh, Gold. Uh, Golden Road? Golden Road. Golden Road literally opened across the street. So literally all we do now is we tailgate. And then we go right across the street. We, we pre-drink. By the third inning, we're... Back up, we go to our seats, and we enjoy the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Got a good buzz. We ate well. And technically, you can still tailgate like one hour, up to one hour after the game ended. So if you leave by the eighth inning and you know they're going to win or lose or whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you're trying to get some food done, you can literally go back down to your car. You can tailgate because they don't kick you out until one hour after the game is done. You can't tailgate at Dodger Stadium, huh? No, you can't. And fuck. that's because they beat the shit out of that one Giants fan. Fucking Giants, man. No, fucking dude. Just shut the fuck up and just watch the game, dude. I always got to start shit. <laughs> Come on, Giants. We know better than that, man. But yeah, it's just yeah, tailgating and all. I mean, the beers. Yeah. I mean, sh- I mean, you can't go wrong with beers and barbecue. Yeah, and but honestly, man, there's there's no greater experience than tailgating a USC game. I heard about I, that. I I don't care if you're a fan or not. Just don't even go for the game. Just uh-huh. go for the tailgate. I heard show crazy. Up, show up super early, and you'll see, man. People at USC are as long as you're wearing colors, even though you're not a fan. I'm sorry to say this, but. You can get away and you just walk by and if people have an abundance of food, which people do, they go up to you and, hey man, like you don't even have to ask, you want a burger? You want a hot dog? Really? They'll, they'll invite you. Obviously, with the booze, they're a little stingy, but as far as food wise goes, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll get you on food, man. And it's like, because we've been a bunch of the USC, uh, USC uh, tailgates because, uh, well, my old fraternity, uh, they're also at USC as long as as far as also my alma mater. Uh-huh. So obviously you go there and it's like, oh hey, I'm just gonna go hang out with my frat brothers. But there is a bunch of there, and the thing is that you go to the tailgate and there's also sponsors there. You have Harritos passing out free sodas. So if you go to one guy's tent, he gives you a burger, a hot dog, tacos. Guess what? Oh, I need something to drink. Oh, let me hit up Harritos real quick. Boom. Get that tamarindo. Get that coke that they have. Wash it down uh, and then keep walking because you know inside your pocket you got that little flask of that little sum sum and you're good to go. 
I'm talking about. <laughs> Damn, man. Like, the tailgates at, at USC is like... I, I need to go check out. I need to go check out. I heard the LA, LAFC, that people get crazy out there. Oh, yes, man. Uh, I know... Uh, I have a friend of mine who actually does tailgates at LAFC games. He makes good money, but, I mean, he's got his permits and everything. And and just when I see his live feed, whenever he gets a chance, because he's always busy as hell, he's always fucking like, it's like, holy shit, just random people... And then, obviously, he sends those private DMs. I'm like, hey, dude, check this out. Some girl's flashing me. Boom. Just because he's barbecuing there. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, hey, LMC. Woo, hear my tits. <laughs> Mosquito bites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Different boobs are nice. Yeah, it's cool. Different types. You know, get the big boobies. You get the ones like you might get a black eye or get knocked out. <laughs> you know, like, you might get the mosquitoes. We have to grab the armpits together to make a big titty. You know, who knows? Different types. Yeah. It's all love. Um, the reason, like, yeah, I know titties. <laughs> well, the reason why I wanted to get you on and because um, you know, like, you're just doing a lot of things. I mean, people have been telling me you got to have this. You got to have them on. Uh, man, dude, you're doing different types of cuisines barbecue i mean just everything like yeah. well, well well first things first i mean we even talk about how's your fucking night but i mean you made a, you made a, a feast for mega man with the sliders and everything you had your family now you have a little alone time doing the podcast we're having two booths and i try i, I try to drink but i'm getting those bubbles i, mean, I don't know what i'm doing <laughs> wrong you got to what am i doing wrong to get those bubbles dude you gotta just drink Das Boot at an angle, man. Like, don't take it head on. Like, literally, I always drink that shit sideways. Gotcha. Like, point it towards someone else and just keep going. That way, it's just, it's always fucking flush. Because the way you're drinking it like this, you're always going to get that bubble here and that's why it's always burping on you. Gotcha. So, yeah, like, everything. But I just want to say cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Yeah. Um, have, to getting you on, man, I mean, it's something where it's like, I gotta get him on. It's like, you know. But, um, having you on and with all these I mean we have so much to talk about but let's, let's go back first things first uh, where did you grow up at and everything uh, alright I was born in, in LA in Killer King and then my parents separated let everyone know what Killer King is cause a lot of people <laughs> don't know you know so let them know about that uh, well back then you'd go in there for I don't know just a flu shot and next thing you know they, they replace your arm with your leg and, and you're fucking ended up like fucking Frankenstein yes and it's basically Martin Luther King Hospital in LA oh yeah and it, it had such a bad fame but it, it's come up I mean it's come up now but I mean it'll always be Killer King for me mhm so, like I said, uh, born there and then in L.A. and I mean the heart of L.A. Mm-hmm. And my parents separated and then my mom found my stepdad after a while and we lived in Sinaloa for a little bit and then we moved to Compton and then from there it was just 10 years of Compton before my stepdad and my mom finally got settled in right and they could afford a nice neighborhood and then it was Gardena for a while. Oh, wow. And then they got married. And then after I got married, well, obviously, we're here in South Central. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, as much as I want to try to get out of the, you know, the hood, uh-huh. it just always pulls me back in. Uh-huh. And I don't mind it here. Uh-huh. As you can see, I mean, I want to say I have that one block in South Central where no one fucks with anybody. Oh, no. You can't fuck over South Central. Like, you know, I mean, Sinaloa. Woo-wee. <laughs> you know? Oh, and- you need a tissue? Yeah, <laughs> and you have you have CBC, you have, and you have Gardena. Now you're in the South Central, right? Like, yeah. And the thing is that it's like 
my family's not innocent. They're people are connected, and even no matter where I went, oh, we lived in Compton. Yes, we knew people. Mm-hmm. We lived in L.A. Yeah, you know what? My dad became friends with his neighbors just to keep the house safe. And then yeah. we finally lived in Gardena when we thought we were good. Well, guess what? My cousin and my aunt moved there, and he was rolling with the G13s. And oh, fuck, it's like we can't escape it. And now I'm here in, now I'm here in South Central, and obviously there's, there's more than one group here. And the thing is that I'm, I want to say I'm neutral only because I do sell ribs here unofficially, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where like I don't announce it. People come, they see my Instagram, it's like, hey, you have anything for Football Sunday? I'm like, sure, just come oh, by the shit. house. And sure enough, dude, I, before you came today, before I did a big feast for the family yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and a different cookout for us, yes, uh, I sold literally eight racks of ribs today. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that it wasn't my intention to sell so many ribs. It was just like, it's one of those things where, oh, hey, man, you know what? I want to watch the football game later, but I want to have a snack. Do you mind if you do a full rack for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't care. A little, and, a little side money. And Yeah, but, but the thing is that for me, it's like barbecue is like tranquility for me. It, it de-stresses me. That's why I love cooking so much outside. I, I have a bunch of bullshit going on at work. So the first thing I want to do when I have free time is literally just pour a cold one, light the chimney fire, so we get the charcoals going, get them nice and hot, and then focus on my cook. And it's literally, it becomes my sun garden. Fuck. I am at peace with the fire, and that's why <laughs> everyone knows that I always make fun of pellet grills. The, the the easy bake oven of the barbecue world and mm-hmm. and you know what as much as I give them shit they are good cookers it's just it's so boring for me it's not meant for me I like to fight the fire and that's why whenever I repost a meme about pellet grills it's just it's it's out of fun and I have a lot of friends who like they're sponsored by pellet grill companies I'm yes. not gonna say names but and they know it's all in funny games but it's true man like they're 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 fucking boring cookers to me. It's like, yeah, they get the job done. Is the wood flavor there as it would be in a stick burner or as a regular smoker? No, it's not. It's not as intent. And that's where I get at. If you can bake a cake in in a pellet grill that's supposed to have wood fire taste, shouldn't the cake taste like wood fire? That's my biggest question. And it doesn't. So where is this wood fire steak taste like like nothing it's all in your head so that's my biggest problem with pellet grills besides the fact that you plug it in you set the thermometer either on your phone or physically on the grill it'll reach the, the temperature and it has an, an automated fan and it's doing all the cooking for you so you can literally walk away and do nothing for the next couple hours I've seen people cook a whole brisket in a pellet grill throw it on there and next thing you know they, they'll record themselves hey I'm gonna cook this brisket tonight and next thing you know they're out at a fucking mall shopping yeah granted you know a brisket is somewhere between 16 to like 10 hour cook time because it's so big depending on how many pounds oh wow but, but okay. they're out they're out shopping dude they're out shopping they're they're running errands and they come home be like oh look at this super juicy ass brisket and I'm like yeah you didn't do shit I mean technically I could have just throw a brisket inside the oven and hey congratulations I have a brisket and that's what <laughs> and, 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 and that's why when you see like I see a lot of uh, Instagram stories where like a lot of people stay up all night you know yeah. with the fire look at the time they're like shouts to Joey's barbecue drinking a beer or a cigar yeah. or just everyone because 
you have to see the temperature is every hour or yes. every how no, every thirty every thirty minutes. I want to say every thirty, every fifteen to thirty minutes. Okay, and it also depends on what the weather is like. Gotcha. It, but today it's a super cold day and it's super windy. And I think is that today when I was smoking my ribs, I had I had a flare out, which my fire went out. Oh wow! Because it got choked too much because I I angled my pit in a way where air wasn't getting enough in. Because it was too windy, and I didn't want to create flare-ups, like have too much air go into it. And next thing you know, it's like it looks like a blowtorch going into the into the, the smoker. So I turned it, and I accidentally choked it out. So I had to light a second chimney, relight it up, redo it, and then from there on out, it was just basically manage my temps. So cold weather it makes barbecue more expensive because forget the ingredients that you're putting into because it's so cold outside it's so windy you have to throw in more logs or more charcoal whatever you're using as your fuel to create fire only because you're fighting the outside heat you're fighting the outside heat and you're fighting the wind because that will make it burn everything faster mm-hmm. as opposed to when we're cooking during the summer it's not as windy as it is it's not as cold as it is technically right now during the summer it should be at like what 75 and, and I want to say we're at maybe 50 something degrees yeah so it's that coldness that makes you burn more fuel and that's where prices during the winter go up for certain people yes there's people that actually keep the prices exactly the same even though they're burning through more fuel and my hat's off to them dude because it's a fucking struggle and i've done a collaboration with with certain people as far as barbecue goes and dude my hat's off to them i I can't competitively do what Daniel, what Joey does, what Alan from Ace Barbecue does, what a bunch of these other guys do. My hat's off to them, dude. Like, I work five days a week, sometimes maybe six. And then my regular work week looks like minimum 80 hours. A week? Yeah, eight hours a week. Damn, so, I only do 60. So I come home and I want to do this for fun, not to make a paycheck. So if I don't feel like cooking one day, I have no problem canceling on people. But there's people like, oh, hey, man, I need to do this pop-up. Or, or these pop-ups are my income or a source of income. So this is fun for you. This is fun for me. Oh. This is fun for me. You know what? Um, Martin Moreno, I had him on the podcast. He says, Mega Man, are you doing this just to get your name out there to make money? I say, you know what? I do this for a hobby because it keeps me busy. It's just, this is fun for me. And he said, you know what? Enjoy the ride. Dude, and honestly, it is like you. You say, "Oh yeah, I mean, you cook barbecue this and that," and things like, "Yeah, I do." But at the same time, I like the challenge. I don't like cooking inside the house. Mm-hmm. I told you, it's 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 my tranquility, it's my peace of mind. I start the fire, and uh-huh. I forget about all the work, all the work bullshit. Like it, the politics go out the door. I don't care. Yes, I have my I have my Bluetooth speaker. I play it. I crack yes. over the beer. And guess what, dude? I bought my kids toy grills. So when I'm out there cooking, <laughs> when I'm out here cooking, they they can technically cook with me. Like oh, the flip and my oldest takes it kind of serious. Hey, don't touch my lid. What are you making? Because I I taught her that hey, when you're cooking, you don't lift your lid unless you're gonna check or flip. And she takes it to heart. Oh, my youngest, shit. she has her own grill, and she's constantly dropping it on the floor or whatever. She's only three years old, but she's gonna get there. Uh-huh. But my oldest actually asked me, she's like, hey, daddy, when I turn six, can I have my own grill? She wants to start cooking her own food. Because I literally, I literally, when it comes to making tacos or burgers, I literally have her help me flip meat. And she likes it. Damn, that's like when your daughters grow up and if one day they get married, they're going to talk to the husbands like, who's a better cook, motherfucker? Like, I, hey, I'm the shit. 
you know? My goal is to, my daughter say to her husband, hey, don't touch my grill because you (laughs) that That, I can die peacefully. The minute she said it to her husband, say, hey, I make the ribs in this house. Hey, Uh I cook the brisket because you're a bitch. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, you go, bitch. Um, But that's kind of good that having a hobby, I mean, you know, with Joey and everyone is like everyone's doing, you know, their catering or the papas. But with you, you just do it for fun. Like barbecue, because you work, like, I need my little me time, you know? And like to me, I think a lot of people, even including my lady, I hate to bring her up. Uh, they don't know what me time is. This is my me time. This is my me for to get away. Like I love doing uh, podcasts. This is fun for me. Like uh, between the relationship between me and my wife, she knows what her me time is, and I know what mine is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that the one thing I love about my me time is that my me time puts food on the table. Mm. I don't have to go out to a bar. Or I don't have to do this. No. no. I light one of the many grills that I have in the backyard. Yes. We start cooking. And guess what? At the end of the day, my AKA me time being selfish is literally putting food on the table for everybody. And I'm still, and I still get to enjoy that with my kids and my wife. As opposed to my wife's, her me time is literally getting her nails done. And I could go out of the house, dude. I'm like, hey, you need to go do your manicure. I tell her, I'm like, hey, go get your manicure, go get your pedicure, and don't come back. Oh no, but I need to do this. I'm like, I'll take care of the kids, dude. And I'll tell her, I'm like, hey, and on your way home, stop by. She's a big Starbucks pumpkin spice latte girl. No, she's not basic either. Okay, good. (laughs) She likes that Java chip shit. Oh shit, really? Yeah, that chocolate espresso stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always tell her, I'm like, go get your nose done, and on the way home, because she's reading this book right now, Uh and it's gonna sound super nerdy. It's a it's a detective Batman it's a novel it's uh-huh. literally a comic book but novel yeah 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 so she's reading that and I tell her hey on your way home stop by Starbucks get yourself something to drink at least knock down two chapters and then come home mm-hmm. but if you don't knock down two chapters don't come home mm-hmm. go shopping go de-stress yourself cause she's a stay at home wife and we have two kids it's it's tough Mm-hmm. The fact that she can stay home and I and I can work, I don't mind it. I don't mind killing myself because mm-hmm. I feel that there's nobody better to take care of our kids than their own mother. Exactly. So she's handling her business. Mm-hmm. I'm doing mine. Hey, that's one thing I have a little problem with me, like because you know I want to. People think like, are you still with the podcast? You have one foot in, one foot out. Like, I want to go all in, but also I think about family, think about my job and everything. And when you say this is a, a this is a hobby, this is for fun for you. This is doing a podcast. I don't even know if the podcast is going to be big or not. But to me, it's like if it gets big, it gets big. But if it brings food on the table, if it gets me somewhere, it's just something where I want to have my lady stay home and take care of the kids and yeah. stuff like that. And see, that's the thing too. It's like. If you're going to do it, do it for fun, man. Yeah. If if sponsors come along and they say, hey, man, you know what? We've been hearing your podcast. Congratulations. You have a good following. Do what you got to do, man. Mm-hmm. Make your cheddar. And don't let no one ever, like, make less of you. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey, I, oh, dude, you sold out. You have this You have this sponsor now. No. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. You don't know what I go through. I had, I had uh, sponsors uh, try to give me sponsors, but they say, well, like we talked earlier, like, try to be censored. You can't say this. You can't do this. I'm sorry. I'm Mega Man. I'm sorry. I'm a fucking zebra. I do what I want. You know, like I don't give a fuck. But I'm a maverick. You know, 
I, with, you know. With that being said, man, it it's the biggest hypocritism in the barbecue community on Instagram. It's like, oh hey, you know what? Uh, oh, dude, we all want to cook so we can make it and get free grills and free seasonings and all this stuff. But at the same time, it's like the minute you get sponsored by them, you can't use anything else. Nothing's free in this world. There's always oh, something. And that's the sucky part. And that's why when you look through my page, I'm like, I give out shout outs. I'm not sponsored by anybody, but I will shout out something that's a good product. Yes. Something. Hey, man, if you send me something and when people try to send me something before they send it out, I'm like, hey, if I don't like it, I'm not going to use it and it's not going to get out there. It's like it's not that I have an official like, oh hey, congratulations, you have the stamp of approval of the grilling gorilla. I'm like, no, dude, I'm I'm nobody. Like I said, I do this for fun. But the thing is that like, if I find a product that I really like and I enjoy it, I want to get it out there. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck it, hey, dude, I tried this beer. Oh hey, it's my favorite beer. Hey, hey the other day I was drinking Macallan 18 year. I know a lot of people can't afford that, but fuck, it's fucking really good. It's good. It's really fucking oh, smooth. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, oh, shit. Uh, I got the homie, uh, Compati. He, he's uh, behind Spanglish Asadero. And he makes this really good surf and turf seasoning along with uh, ancho chile. It's really fucking good. And he's starting to come up more now in uh, meat markets. He sells his product there. I'm like, hey, shout out to him. Hey, more power to you. Do your hustle. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, I, and I know what he goes through. Everybody makes their own spice, their own their own rub, and they're trying to push it out there, and, and more power to them, man. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I kind of lost where I was going with this. Place. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've been drinking since what? I've been drinking since seven a.m. and it's it's literally twelve. Everyone, hours. he's been here since seven a.m. cooking for us, cooking. For it's us. literally been twelve hours, and I've I've put down a lot of beer. Nah, it's all good. Hey, the beer's good too from Indy. <laughs> Shouts to Indy from Connor. Yeah, yeah. Del Rey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, like talking about like you don't want to be censored and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's where I was going with it. So like my page is literally what it is. I cook uh-huh. whatever I want, when I want, with no one mm-hmm. to fucking tell me different. Mm-hmm. It, if I shut out my my grill, it's because it does a hell of a job and True. I stand behind it. Obviously, you have those big, you big name grills like Weber and Traeger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? They're well known. And sometimes, like, you have a Kingsford Mickey Mouse grill that you can get from Food for Less or La Superior. And, <laughs> Mickey Mouse. And the thing is that it'll it'll cook well for a couple of months, but then it'll it'll rust through and everything because it can't really, you know, obviously, quality build is not that great. So, so basically, like, when you get a sponsor from someone, like a big name, oh, hey, I'm, I'm sponsored by this pellet grill company, or, hey, I'm sponsored by this kettle company... Yeah, congratulations. You just signed up for nothing but cooking on that certain grill. Mm-hmm. So if you want to cook something different and you do, guess what? You you can't you don't have the freedom to express yourself with that grill because you already signed up with this other grill. And that's where I'm very different. Like, oh, every, everyone has a certain knife company that they paired up with. Oh, hey, you know what? Use my promo code and you can get this knife. Or hey, uh, I'm using this seasoning today. Or hey, I put I teamed up. I really didn't have anything to do with it, but they just put my name on this rub. So buy it because they gave me ten percent kickback. No, it's not my style. Mm-hmm. I do things my own way. It, well, you know, I sell my sauce. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We're gonna get <laughs> to that. Oh man, it's yeah. good. All right. Well, my sauce is my sauce. Mm-hmm. How often do you see me promote my sauce? Rarely. Yeah, I make it whenever the fuck I want to make it, and it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, 
I have 10 bottles today. Who wants to buy one? And sure enough, they go quick. <sighs> but then once they go out, I'm like, it, it's not a means to an end. And it's not a means to pay bills. I want to make it so... Not to build hype or anything. I just... I make up when I have free time, and I honestly make them to where how many bottles I have. And how many bottles do you make? Just two flavors. I, I make currently right now. I'm only making two flavors. I'm uh-huh. making my my red and my green, mm-hmm. and then I usually buy ten bottles of each, and I that's a total of twenty, and then that's it. But you tasted my barbecue sauce today. Both of oh. And that's a third sauce that I'm getting ready for to the bottle. barbecue sauce. Yeah, the barbecue <sighs> sauce. I'm getting ready to bottle that one. That's. Um, everyone, I mean, you, I mean, we had to try all his sauce and everything, but it's really, really, really good. Um, the green sauce, the red sauce, and his barbecue, wow. Yeah, uh, wow. my green is inspired by Peruvian flavors with Mexican spices, and then just to get that, that, that kick that I like that's always guaranteed, I use Thai chilies. Uh-huh. And then my red sauce is more, uh, more Tijuana style. So you get your Tijuana, like Chipotle bases, but uh-huh. then just to give it my signature touch, yeah. I, I infuse Indian flavors. And before you say curry, it's not curry. It's not curry? It's not curry. Okay. And But I'm not going to say what it is either. <laughs> and that's the red sauce, right? That's the red sauce. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I had both the, the, both the sauce at, with Daniel when I did a podcast with them. He had us like, try it. And I was like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was gonna, I was like Daniel, well, what's over there? <laughs> just jacking for sauce. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Oh, he and, got his right here too. <laughs> yeah. So when whenever I make something, I always make something so if a person is drunk or smoking weed, like they don't have to worry about crossing flavors. Everything works well with each other. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 always a part of my test kitchen. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, does red good with green? Oh, guess what? They work great together. Awesome. Today, uh, I made you uh, a picanha slider. It, it, it had red sauce on the bottom, green sauce on top, and then I sprinkled in chimichurri. Oh my God. Tell me, what other thing can you pair with chimichurri? Chimichurri is great on its own, but the fact that you can add my sauces to it and you don't lose any of the flavor and they all work great together, they, they basically hype each other up. It's like each sauce is each sauce's hype man. Oh, hey, that red. Oh, hey, that green. Oh, hey, that chimichurri. It all works together. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point too where, like I said, I'm experimenting with my with my barbecue sauce that I'm trying to get out there, mm-hmm. and it has a little bit of kick. It's I it, like it. It I, is it's yeah. chipotle based, but it has honey. It has honey uh, agave, blue agave, and uh, habanero. So it's got a little tiny kick, but it's that welcoming kick. Habanero. Yeah, I did not know that. Dude, I'm a habanero guy. Dude, I can pick up a habanero, bite it right now, and I'd be okay. It'd be okay. How about yeah. ghost pepper? Yeah. I, ah! that's, different. that's different okay okay i know uh Le- levy from uh, long beach beer lab he made a beer one time he had a had ghost pepper uh habanero serrano uh ghost pepper beer and it was it, it was like a spicy peanut butter beer that's how the, it, Dude, it's so, so down it was so good I love peanut butter. He's like the Willy Wonka's of beers. I say, now I know why Joey <laughs> goes over there. Hey, Mega Man. Boom, boom. Like yeah. growlers. Yeah. Uh, so far, my favorite, my favorite uh, peanut butter beer is uh, from, uh, oh my God. Uh, Belgian the, Beavers? Belgian Beaver. I love that fucking peanut butter <sighs> beer. Dude, it's good. I, I'm not a, like, I like certain styles, but yeah. dude, that one is fucking money. Yeah, I could drink it straight up or I could have a beer float. My beer float. 
You didn't have a beer float? What? Well, yeah. Oh, no, dude. What? Wait, what have you been missing? I've been doing beer floats for years. I've been cooking. What have you been drinking? <laughs> I mean, beer floats. I mean, you could put the 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 uh, French vanilla ice cream. You could pour it, or you could pour the beer with the French vanilla. Dude. And you got like some uh, also like if you want like a sherbet like uh, ice cream with some like was it oh, I forgot like a sherbet kind of beer with some sherbet ice cream. You pour it, dude. Game over, dude. Oh, my God. Game over. Damn. Oh, what's uh old Rasputin? Uh-huh. That uh, stout, like Russian beer yeah, yeah, or whatever. You can make that as a beer float, too. What? Yeah. Dude. So good. I never thought about putting ice cream in my beer. <sighs> I'm always drinking it before it's done. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you don't want to give the beer float to your, what, your daughter. He's like, oh, that's mine. Why does it yeah. taste so funny? You yeah. know, but it's good. Like, beer uh, floats are so bomb. Well, I don't know how much hate I'm going to get from this, but... <laughs> Uh, back in the days, and I mean back in the days, uh, Dude's Brewery, they used to have this, uh, this beer called, uh, uh, Blood Orange. Okay. Oh, stop. I saw your face. I know. I and, know. I know. And, and, it, and it tastes okay when it's carbonated. Okay. okay. But every once in a while, they would serve it on nitro. I think it's people, I think certain beers are better in nitro. Okay. So, with that being said. Okay. They sir, I just happened to be there on a trivia night because everybody wanted to go there, and I got dragged there. And guess what? Oh hey, oh we have blood orange on nitro. Ah eh, fuck it out. Someone bought me around. I was like, I'll take it, dude. Man, it was so fucking creamy. It it was like it was basically uh, an orange cream sickle. You asshole. Sorry. And I and I, and I <laughs> love orange cream sickle. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So the fact that it was, it's it's a dude's brewery, and they were pushing that out on nitro. I was like. Fuck, and you can't true. get that in Growler. No, you can't. Fuck. Yeah. They honey dick us, dude. Dude. <laughs> I was like, I can't get a Growler, but I have to stay here more and spend more money. Yes. And so I was like, fuck. And the thing is that, again, that was my first time having Blood Orange. And it was the first time having it on Nitro. So what did, what did my dumbass do? Oh, fuck. I'll take four cans home. Dude, they were carbonated. It was such a fucking flop. Oh, I was like, God yeah. damn it. it was, you can literally add the sound effects right now. Like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but that on Nitro, man. I, hats off, dude. Yeah. This brewery did it for that I one. think a lot of breweries now, like the one I like going to is uh, Tim Miles Brewery in Signal Hill. Okay. It's a brewery out there. They make a milk stout, like a chocolate uh, milk stout beer. And they have ones that you want the milk stout or you want the nitro. It's like, give me the nitro first. Yeah. It's always nitro. Like, fuck, I was, can you make it? I was like, yeah, but this. But you try it. It's the same, but the nitro tastes more better. It's this. I don't know why, but it's just, it tastes it's, so good. I want to say nitro makes it creamier. Ex- Smoother, dude. creamier. Yes. Easier to go down. Where I want to say that there's some breweries that over-carbonate their beers. And have you ever gone and opened up a... Like, you're so fucking thirsty, and you get a Mexican Coca-Cola, right? You get that glass bottle, you pop it open, and you take the biggest chug, and next thing you know, you're coughing out your lungs because there's so much carbonation. Oh, I've yeah. Had, I've had beers like that that are over-carbonated. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that maybe a couple times. I won't say to mention the brewery's name. Yeah. In, uh... Harbor area, but uh, yeah, but I just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, muckish. <laughs> what? But yeah, yeah, but it was a, something where it's like yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get it. Well, that, yeah, I mean, right now my current favorite, my favorite go-to brewery right now has been Indie Man, only because it's like, obviously, like sometimes you go in there, you feel like a stout, sometimes you feel like a lager, sometimes you feel like an IPA, and Indie right now for me has been one of those breweries where. 
it's been hitting it every fucking single time. Yeah. I haven't had one bad beer there yet. They had a brewery. Uh, they had a beer. I don't know if it's a Mexican lager, but it tastes like a like a the, the beer tastes like a Fruit Loops, like a li- It was like a lime lager, and it tastes like Fruit Loops. Right. Like, oh, this is good. I, think I had that one. It was tastes like it was like this tastes like Fruit Loops, and um, one of the girls I had on, she was she works at Indy uh, La Porocha, uh-huh. and uh, she works over there, and she's like, hey, try this one. It's like, yeah, it was so good. And a beer thug between love, you know, love, we, we're talking about dirt. Yeah, the yeah. line between love and haze with beer thug life. I only, yeah. Where can we go with Edgar, dude? Edgar comes. I'm sorry, sorry. Beer thug life. He comes out with so many beers, but I want to say my favorite. I told you already, dude. My favorite collab with him was a thin line between love and haze. That yeah. to me hit the spot. Yeah. It was perfect, just hazy enough, just juicy enough, yeah. not dry. Yeah. It was a really good collaboration. I bought that day when they did the collab. When they had, I bought two four packs of the Thin Line, and also uh, Dindy did a collab with Brewery West in San Pedro. Yeah, and I bought that one. the The beer was okay with Brewery West, you know. Like I have my my ups and downs with Brewery West, but the one with Din, uh, with Ed, with Beer Dug Life was good. Yeah, it was good because. I think with Brewery West, I, I think in a way they should just make their beers with no collabs. When we did a collab with Great Notions, I was sad. Really? Oh, if you had their Dino beer, like I was like, this is the beer that you guys are talking about. Like, people are long lines, and I tried it. Beer, it's like, no, it just it broke my heart. It's like, I told one of the guys, like, no, I don't like this. Wow. But I'm more of a like, I know that I know. The high expectations of great notions and Brewery West. I was like, I was just sad. It's like, you can do better than this. I think you better do no collapse and just do what you got to do. Gotcha. Yeah. But with any, with everything with Beer Thug Life, he's out there making the beers. He's out there traveling. Like, I want to, I want to get my hands dirty. I want to know this is my tape. This is my, this is my reputation. Yeah. That's how it is. And I totally get it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll drink to that shit. Cheers. I'll drink to that, man. And uh, I just want to say, uh, Edgar, a shout out to Beer Thug Life. Uh, I will have, I know this episode will be out in January, but, you know, Beer Thug Life, cheers, motherfucker, local crap beer, like, I'm going to get some, um, probably, and stuff like that. But whatever he does, I follow because he makes good beers, you know? I mean, does he, though? The last time I, the last time I tasted his beer, it tastes like a pre song. Which one? None of them. I'm just fucking with you, dude. <laughs> Damn, I don't want to get talk shit. I'm like, where, where, where's that brisa? You're like, where's the sausage? Shots fired. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, a lot, because I go to a lot of his uh, uh, collabs he does, yeah, you know, yeah. with Indie, Sandbox, uh, local craft beer. Like, I try to support and everything. But, like, I always tell him, man, one day you should do a collab with someone locally, like in Long Beach or in Compton. Yeah, Excuse me, in Compton. Like, like, Brandon from the beer hops is sent him in Torrance, right? Wink, wink. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know someone like that. But is this? He's doing his thing and stuff like that. But and that's where I like to focus on barbecue and beer. Yeah, is this perfect? Perfect combo. Dude, the, th- the thing is that they both go great together. One fuels the other one. It's like holy shit! I need to start cooking. What do I need first? My beer. Oh shit! I need to eat because the food is done. What do I need to pass it through? Oh shit! I need a beer. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like one needs the other. It's mm-hmm. a perfect pairing. Yeah, that's a something, and uh, I know we're, we're we're going everywhere, but that's fine, dude. I know I love it. Uh, 
I remember where uh, you were telling me, like, the, the pictures you were showing me, like, you did barbecue for some celebrities. I'm like... Oh, yeah. yeah I was like... Yeah, that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. That was one of the bad boys. Yeah, he, he played basketball for some teams some time ago. <laughs> Pistons. Uh, uh, bad boys. Uh, 89, uh, 90 uh, yeah, Pistons. Sure. Yeah, John sure. Selly. Yeah. Wait, oh, that's his name? Yeah. Oh, I just knew him as a spider. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. He's super yeah. cool. And he's vegan. I, yeah, I yeah. he was on the podcast with uh, Felipe Esparza yeah. on the What's Up Food podcast. I didn't know he was vegan, but yeah, vegan. I see a lot of people trying to go vegan. Maybe there's something that we don't know. And the thing is that uh, when I cooked for John Sally, it was really uh, pushing my buttons. It's like it's like all right, cool. It's like all right. Uh, he asked for a cookout, and I'm like, that's fine. And I told him like, what do you want me to cook? What's your menu like? He's like, well, I'm vegan. But my guests eat meat. It's like, so I want you to cook for them, but I need you to make a plate for myself. Oh, wow. And I didn't want to go basic bitch and do dragon fruit. And I think with dragon fruit is, it's, it's, how can I fucking say it? It's the most common go-to meat, fruity meat that you can get. And you can cook it, smoke it, and it can come out semi-similar to, to pulled pork. And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to cop out. I wanted to do something different because I don't know who. Is that challenging to, for 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 like people who are vegans and, and doing what you do? Is like is that a challenge? Because for me it is because I, wow. I I'm hardcore carnivore. Like I'll take my Joe meat, Rogan all the way, dude. I'll take my meat with a side of meat, and then if I'm so hungry, my dessert will have meat in it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so me cooking for him, it, it was a little bit of a struggle. So I needed to come up with this menu. So, for his guests and everything, I did the typical. Uh, I went with vacío, which is basically the uh, the uncut thin version of ranchera. So I just served it Argentinian style with thick slices. Uh-huh. But then for him, I decided to go with a Thai soup. Thai soup. I went Thai soup. I and I went non traditional with my Thai soup. So you still have your Thai flavors. But I went heavy on bell peppers, carrots, onions, just basically vegetables, and I used a lot of rice noodles. So it's something he can eat. There's no egg in it. There's no cheese. There's no meat. But the flavor profile was there, and I want to say he took down like fucking four plates. Are you serious? And the thing is that he was, he was expecting something along the lines of dragon fruit because that's what everybody cooks for him. So when I told him, I'm sorry, today your meal is going to be a soup base. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And and he gave me that look like, yeah, I'm not going to hire you again. And this was for his 4th of July party that he had at, his, uh, at one of his houses out here. So I was like, sure. He had a Thai soup and he's like, fuck, dude. He's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, can you give the recipe to my wife? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't mind. I don't care. I gave the recipe to, to possibly his wife, which was his wife. And I was like, all right, fine. So I gave him the recipe, and, and he started cooking it. And then he hit me up in the DMs. He was like, look, making your Thai soup. I'm like, oh, bet you liked it. And then his guest, uh, for them, obviously, I, I cooked the standard ribs. I cooked pulled pork, and then I cooked the vasillo. So it was it was always a little bit of everything. And, like, today's cookout. I don't traditionally go with barbecue. Yes, I'm part of the barbecue family on Instagram. But I like to throw my own twist, and I like to change things up a bit. I you won't always see racks of ribs, pulled pork, or brisket on my feed. You'll see the most random things. It's like, oh shit, this guy made I don't know Thai soup. This guy made fucking uh, Italian food. 
I, I've cooked spaghetti on the grill just to fucking challenge Are myself. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, I just throw down whatever, but I make sure I cook it on the grill because I have a grill barbecue page. Out of all the food that... Damn, dude. Like, see, what about seafood? Seafood, too? Yeah, uh, depending on what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I have my play on what I like to call salmon on salmon. Sa- you know what? To be honest, I only had salmon one time. You know, like uh, it's air is really good because I, um, I listened to uh, the podcast Meat Eaters, yeah. uh, with Joe Rogan, uh, Ranella. You know, because um, I'm trying to focus uh, more on meat, like elk. Yeah. You know, and all that bison and stuff oh, like gee, that. Bison's so good. I do a bison burger, man. Oh, it's really good. How 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 good is that? Bison is different from elk. It, yes, it's 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 Ugh. not as gamey as as elk, but. Uh-uh. It's so good. There was a meat I got so tempted. I was like, man, that you they you have to hunt black bears somewhere in Canada in a certain area. And it's like it's because of why you have to go in this area. It's hard to get this kind of meat. So why? Because a lot of the black bears they eat only uh blueberries. Yes. So when you when you kill a black bear, and you have the you cut the meat. You're, when you taste the meat, you're tasting like the blueberry, the raspberry flavor. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. And that's, that's where the thing comes where you are what you eat. And I want to say, like, if we ever get stuck in a, an apocalyptic position, then yeah. I'm there. And if someone kills me to eat me, well, fuck, man. They're going to taste a lot of amazing food. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but like that, but like with all with the black bear, the meat, whatever, where wherever they eat as, like that's what that what, what flavor yeah. comes out. But I was like blackberry, and and raspberry and blueberry, like meat kind of meat. Like I, I, dude, I wish I was there, but is it, I heard the meat's really it's pricey in New York. Dude, Joe Rogan is the reason why I got my hunting license, and I have to go oh, all the way up to Rock. Little Rock. All the way up there by basically Lancaster and just go up there by Little Rock. Yeah. that's the only way where we can actually hunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Oh, Tyrone... Uh, Tyrone Ranch? Or is it... Uh... Somewhere up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is that it's... California is very... Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Apply for this gun license. Apply for this hunting license. They, they, as long as they get money, they don't care. But the minute that you get your license and they have to give it to you because you've been on a wait list for so long and mm-hmm. you paid your dues, it's more like a... Here, have fun. Good luck trying to find a spot. But then when you find a spot, they want to overcharge you for the tags. And that's something that a lot of people a lot of people who hunt, who are amateurs, don't realize that the tags can get fucking expensive. And the thing is that you buy a tag, $500, $600, and you might not get anything. And guess what? There's no refund just because you didn't catch anything. What about you hunt for pigs over there? What, what, there's like a deficit Wild right board? now. Wild Borg over there and Paso Robles. Um, you know, because of Hearst, the guy who Hearst, I mean, Hearst Castle, he brought all these freaking different animals, and then now is overpopulated with, like, with boar's uh, uh, heads. I will fucking make you fucking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't had a chance to get out there. That's Dude, good. Have, uh, my hunting license expires in February, and uh-huh. I need to renew, but I just haven't, I literally haven't gone hunting in a while. And the thing mm-hmm. is that I'm certified for bow and arrow, uh-huh. and... And obviously, just a knife. And they, the thing is that when you take your hunting class, they teach you how to gut clean the animal, what meats are good, what's not, to basically. So when you leave the park, you're only leaving with the good stuff, and you have to deposit the bad stuff with the animal. You know, I notice I follow on Instagram Joe Rogan, Cameron Hayes, Ranella, uh, Adam Greentree. Those are hunters. 
you know, and everything, and they 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 hunt and, they, and the food, for the, you know, food for their family and stuff, yeah. and the way how they they had to cut the meat and all the skin and everything, and it's like, well, what have to how come we have to be in shape because we have to carry that yeah, that that you know and everything. So why? Because we have bears who could sense the smell miles away. You know, and now they've got to hurry up and cut the meat and everything and take it to go and stuff before it yeah. gets bad. And even then, then too, it's like, uh, you kill an animal at a certain location, you have to leave, like, a little bit there, halfway down your trail, you leave a little bit more useless meat down there. Mm-hmm. So if you are being followed, that's where the scent is going. It's kind of like how a wolf marks its territory out in the wild. Yes. You get that urine that no one wants to walk around because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a stinky smell. And once you smell it and you're in someone else's territory, guess what? You're going to get fucked up. That's crazy. I heard a story on Joe Rogan. We had John Dudley. He does the bow and arrow. Yeah. And he had a story where he was surrounded by 10 to 15 wolves. And he only had a couple of bullets. Like, oh, shit, what do I do? So he killed one wolf. And there was a calling. Like, hey, where you at? So we could surround him. It was like, yeah. it was pretty creepy and stuff like that. So you know? went on the Liam Neeson. Yeah. It was. <laughs> <laughs> like, great. Was it that? Was it that? Was the, the gray. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Is no. it pretty? Well, spoiler alert. Yeah. Is Neeson. it pretty good? Yeah. It's, that's, what it is. that's how the movie ends. Literally, Neil Neeson surrounded by a bunch of wolves. Uh-huh. And then just goes Sopranos. Pitch Black was like, what the fuck? I was robbed. Oh, are you serious? Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, so he died then, huh? Oh, man. It just goes black, dude. Oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, I know. Damn, that's just like, yeah. But a lot of the stuff, like, I notice um, with the the food, what we get from hunting or whatever, they always say before, we're going to take a break on this, um, they talked about, like, with, like, some of the, they had to kill the odor, odor, uh, bison or whatsoever because he might slaughter the youngers and stuff yeah. and so that's going to stop to reproduce and stuff we got to kill the older ones because now it's going to start killing all the youngs and like there goes our meat and this and all that yeah. it's always something with like the environment of the meat or of you know and all, what we get right now when you cook it's, just, it's it's trippy it's just a lot of things like I'm learning about like about barbecue and and, and stuff like that and Dude, everything. There's there's so much information out there, and the last thing I want to tell anybody is just go on YouTube and look it up because honestly, anyone can post a video up on YouTube. And oh yeah, they can, they can feed you fucking false information. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if someone's serious about something, I mean, just honestly, man, make mm-hmm. friends with somebody. Like, oh honest, yeah, I, I'm the biggest advocate of if you have a question and you need help with something grilling, people who follow me can tell you, oh yeah, he always answers. Sometimes it might be late because I do have a life. I have a wife and two kids, and apparently, yes. according to a lot of people, I live at Disneyland. <laughs> so if I'm not at home grilling at my Disneyland, getting drunk, yeah. So I mean, but I when people have questions about grilling or whatever, I always answer, and I always tell them, I'm like, "Hey man, if you have a cook, oh, I want to cook this this weekend." I'm like, "All right, you need to stop right there." cook it next weekend unless it's for an event that I can't help it because it's mm-hmm. they want to cook hard meats that for an amateur they shouldn't cook mm. like oh hey man I want to cook my brisket for the first time well I'm going to stop it right there because you're going to fuck up your first brisket because I know I fucked up my first brisket and I fucked up my second brisket and I semi fucked up my third brisket it took me like fucking five briskets before I can perfect my brisket are you serious? yeah dude brisket is a really in the barbecue game if you can make a brisket and a stick burner, you have the right to call yourself a pit master. Fuck. It's all right there. And if you, if you cook your brisket in a pellet grill, that fucking doesn't count. 
if you cook your brisket in the oven, it fucking doesn't count. And yes, I'm going to say oven because there are certain cultures, like the Jewish cultures, that they cook their brisket in an oven because that's the way that they used to do it or they have done it. And that's fine. But to barbecue load slow, 25 to, to two, sorry, 225 to 250. Some people cook it at 275, which is also fine. But to go low and slow on a brisket, have it come out nice and juicy, great bark. You wrap it with aluminum foil, you wrap it with butcher paper, or you don't wrap it at all. But the whole point is that you you give it that bend test. You give it that juicy test. And you can pull it off in a stick burner. My hat's off to you. It took, mm. me, it took me four briskets, trial and error, mm-hmm. to figure out how to cook mine. What was mm-hmm. I doing wrong? What was I spritzing on? Do I spritz with water? Do I spritz with apple juice? Do I spritz with uh, apple cider vinegar? Do I use salt and pepper? Do I use what kind of pepper do I use? Do I use coarse? Do I use fine? It's just it's it's a bunch of fucking possibilities, and that's the things that not a lot of people understand. They just they go up to a barbecue pop up. Joey, Daniel, is barbecue, uh, smoke and throw, whoever the hell it is. You go up to them and say, Oh yeah, I love brisket, give me your brisket. They don't know how much pain, scars, blood, sweat, tears go into making a brisket. How to perfect your brisket and i want to say if you can get away with doing a great brisket on a stick burner you've earned yourself the hat to call yourself a pit master Fuck. i can make good brisket and i still don't even call myself a pit master because i feel like there's other people who cook better than me yeah oh <laughs> we're gonna talk about that we're gonna take a break right now because when we come back <laughs> we're gonna get to barbecue deep fucking talk with the grilling gorilla man deep talk all right we'll be back it. All right, we're back on and stuff. Uh, we took a little break, a little pee-pee break. But right now, uh, shout-outs to Hops Detectives. He gave us two bottles for us to drink. And right now, we just opened a, a black top, which is called uh, Calling All Cars. It's a Hazy's Creamy. It's a 7.2. And I have to say, this beer is very smooth. Yeah. You- I'm, I'm going to get a little buzz right now. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I've been drinking all day, but th- this was really good. I mean, it beats, uh-huh. it beats my Modelo and my Bud Light, so. Yeah, I know, but it was so smooth to the point, like, no, I don't know. it was good. I, I chugged it. You were like, I don't I, know if I, I don't know if I want to open the other one. Yeah, I chugged, yeah, I wasn't going to bring out the other one. I, I brought out the first bottle, and I was like, oh, shit, hey, uh, he gave us this beer so we could try it out, but then I tasted it, and I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have brought out both bottles. I could have been selfish and just kept it to myself. <laughs> But now that you know about it, yeah, he makes good. I mean, <laughs> home brewers. I mean, they make he makes delicious beers. But it's like, okay. Fuck, uh, I'm about to chug uh, my motherfucking uh, shit. Can, can we capture this on the mic? Yeah. Woo! Get that pop. All right, you don't get a chug, man. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll save you some. I'll uh, give you an ounce or two, something you can call. No, nah, man, we're good on time and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, I love home brewers because. Those are the ones who are killing it more than breweries, but they have their lives and everything, and they do this for like how you say we do it for fun, yeah. you know, and everything. Oh my god, if I wish I would have this on live right now to see, but we're having bottles in the boots like Beer Fest, Das Boots, das boots. and this one is uh, oh. hog cider. Oh my god, dude! Oh wow, yeah, it's really good cider. It's a 6.5. You can really smell the orange in it. I, I know he described it as orange and guava, but I really smell the orange. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. Oh, I see you, Brendan. Guess what, dude? I'm gonna come over to your house and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hijack your keg. <laughs> I'm gonna hijack your keg, bro. Okay. I mean, you got the hazy, you got the ciders. Um, the last time I had a cider, I had a shout to Lolly Trump. Uh, she's uh, the president of the SoCal Servicetas for Women. Yes. She makes killer ciders. Oh, killers. Right. The last time I had a cider was, I, not to throw them out here again under the bus, but it was from my boy Brandon, the hop detective. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about that fucking cider, besides the taste, was the name that he gave it. And it was uh, a South Ciders. It was like, oh, it was, it's, it's right on point. It's, it's perfect play on words. I'm like, yes, there's South Ciders, but then there's also South Cider Beer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, that was really good. And I'm, I like cider beers, but not like this, dude. And he makes really fucking good. Yeah. And heads off, because this fucking one, this one's really good as well. Yeah. And I noticed, like, with all the beers, we have a lot of connections. Like, knowing Grill and Gorilla, Edgar from Beer Thug's Life, Hops Detective... Joey's Barbecue, Daniel's, it's like, it's a heavy, and, you know, including me, we're like, there's well-known people we know, like, killers, you know, and everything, but now, since we're coming, doing the second segment, we're gonna talk deep about fucking barbecue, yeah. like, Shout deep fucking tops, woohoo, <laughs> on, on, on fucking Hulu, <laughs> on fucking Hulu, <laughs> you're not Hulu, it's four ninety nine right now, if you get it right now, it's one ninety nine right now, yeah, for a month. Yeah. This, For a year. This message is sponsored by Disney Plus, ESPN, <laughs> and Hulu. Don't, don't, don't get HBO's, bro. Just get that, get that Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> but with... with all right. All right. I know. Let's go. Let's go. I know. All, all, all bullshit aside. All bullshit. Hit, hit me. Hit me. Hit with me. Let's do it. Oh, I mean, I know you were self-taught and everything like that, but how did it come up where it's like, okay, I know what to do with this. I know what to do with that. I mean... With everything, like, I know with your mom and dad, they couldn't teach you how you are now. But when you're getting self-taught and you're getting well-known, it's like, you're experimenting. It's almost like, to me, I have to say, you're like the Willy Wonkas of fucking barbecue. I do what I can. I mean, I'm surprised that you don't have your own business or whatever, or catering, or or your pop-ups, like those those food trucks or whatever and stuff like that. And and see, uh, I don't do it that way because I don't want to censor myself. And anyone who does a pop-up or, or sells at a brick and mortar, they'll tell you, that if you literally get heart-to-heart with them, they'll tell you the truth. Like, you know what? Yes, I sell my food with censorship, with censorship. And I say that because you not, when you become a brick and mortar or you become a pop-up, guess what? You have to please the person who's paying you for the food. For the new listeners, tell them what brick and mortar means. Uh, brick and mortar means uh, uh, four walls and a roof. Basically, someone who has a shop. Not not a full chain, but more like a mom and pop shop. Mm. Right? But for food. And that's what it basically comes down to. And the thing is that I don't feel that I can censor myself. You came over today and I told you... I'm going to give you, like I asked you, how you like, the only censorship that I'll give you and I'll allow you is how mm-hmm. you like your your food cooked, right? You told me you're good with rare, medium rare. Yes. Fine. I served you meat, medium mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. I met you there. But the thing is that when I serve people food, I serve it the way I want to eat it. Mm-hmm. I present it the way I want to eat it. Sometimes when food is on a platter, it doesn't look great. And I am guilty of that. 
my food some of the time how can I say it's not Instagram ready but fuck man you will get punched in your throat with fucking flavor you had that today if you want to vouch for it or whatever and what you did today it was like whoa yeah like I'm sorry to say when I say whoa like Joy Lawrence like Blossom whoa yeah, and the thing is that you don't have to overhype me. I, I, I don't look. I'm not trying to overhype. It's good. <laughs> look, man. People who follow me follow me, and I, I thank you. I, I like my followers, and everyone who DMs me, I always make sure that I get in contact with them. But I'm not a numbers game. I rather be a one-on-one. Uh. Per- I rather be a one-on-one person. Keep whatever number of people that I have on my Instagram page nice and tight. Have any questions? Please feel free to ask, cause I will respond. I'm not just gonna double tap it. Oh hey, I, I like the comment that you gave me. But if there's an actual serious question where you say, oh hey, how do I cook my temp? How long do I cook my temp? Uh, how long do I cook my steak? Oh hey, I'm cooking this kind of chicken. Uh, how should I cook before? I'm like, I will always tell you. My number one recommendation is cook to temp. If you're gonna cook chicken, cook it to 165. Let it rest for 10, 15 minutes, and mm-hmm. wrap it in foil. Cause guess what? It will continue to cook. Mm-hmm. If you put it in a little uh, yelera, a little icebox chest, mm-hmm. it'll continue to cook. And then by the time you pull it out, it'll reach the 175, which makes it food safety hell, uh, uh, safe. And guess what? It'll be juicy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It'll be juicy as fuck. And then steak. Cool. Hey, you like your steak rare. Cool. Cook it up to 110. That's what I do. I cook it to 110. Then I reverse sear it. I throw it over the flame at 500 degrees. Burn it on one side, burn it on another side, let it sit for a little bit, then I fucking slice it, mm-hmm. melts in your mouth, butter, steak. It's, a- it's like that one scene from The Matrix. You stab the fucking steak, you eat it, and you literally quote unquote says, I know The Matrix is telling me that this fucking steak is like butter. I'm gonna eat this fucking steak, I'm gonna enjoy it because The Matrix is telling me. But guess what? At the end of the day, I don't wanna know that The Matrix is telling me that that fucking steak is so good. And that's how nerdy I get. I love my fucking steak buttery as hell. Buttery? So buttery steak. Yes. Okay. Rare. Rare cooked well. It's, it's, it's called a reverse sear process. You cooked indirectly for the time that you needed to. And then when you're ready, when you're stick. Because I always probe it. I always probe at 110, 115. And, and people are going to be like, oh, shake your head. No, it's not, one, not 110, 15. But the thing is that you still have to remember you have to sear each side of the steak for a few more minutes. Yes. So you sear it one side, you sear the other side. You pull it out, yes, you can directly cut it, but if if you're anything like me, which a lot of people aren't, it's like, I've seared it one side and I'll still cover it, not because I need to let it rest, it's just that I've been drinking, I've been hosting, so by the time I'm ready to slice into my steak, I need to put it in a little cooler real quick, while I go get my condiments because I'm always the kind of guy that I rather feed my guests first and then feed myself last. Mm, like uh, that like that that's old fashioned way. Yeah. Like, you know, for the ones who are making are making the food, I wanna be served last because I wanna focus on my guests. Yes, and my biggest thing is that I don't need praise. Uh-huh. I don't need praise. Hey man, if if I had a you came earlier people were here they were sitting they were saying oh hey the food is really good this and that yeah yes. it's not me no for me facial expressions speak louder than like, words whoa because you can't fight you can't fight your face 
If you bite into something super salty, your face is going to tell you. And you, yes, you can lie and be like, oh my God, this is a great steak. I'm like, yeah, no, bullshit. Your face had different. I hope he didn't capture the moment I was eating the, uh, when he saw me with no camera. Like, look at fucking Mega Man's face. It was good. <laughs> oh, Mega Man was drooling. It was good. You looked a little bit R-word for a minute. I'm <laughs> it was, but, but your food was good. Like, it got me like the taste, the onions. Your your sauce, everything. I was surprised. I was not expecting I, I that. I cooked the steak two different ways. I served it in a slider two different ways. Yes. I served one gorilla style. My sauces on top and bottom, chimichurri. That's it. Second one was supposed to be my version. Of a Western burger, but I got lazy and I didn't make the onion rings. Yeah, uh, Carl Jr.'s. <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out Carl Jr. Woo. Uh-huh. Right, but you could still taste the barbecue in that barbecue slider. Yes. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're. I mean, we're gonna go all out because there's so many topics I want to talk about. Just shoot around. But. Let's get, with the, let's get with the sauce. Let's go. You have your grill uh, and gorilla sauce. You have two flavors, but actually three flavors now. It's soon to be three flavors, yes. Yeah, let's, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, uh, green is, like I said earlier today, uh, Peruvian base. And the really reason why I made green sauce is because one day I wanted to... I am a fan of world food. Mm-hmm. There is not one food that I'm not willing to try. And I'll, and I'll throw it on the podcast. I've had, a.k.a. Rocky Mountain Oysters, which is basically bull's balls. Okay? Uh, my dad is from Durango. They bull's eat, balls? They eat bull's balls in Durango. I haven't heard that term since the real world with fucking Venice Beach with, uh, <laughs> with John. Like, hey, we just had some bull's balls. You know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Real world with bull's balls with Dominic and John and, and Tammy. Like, hey, we went to this place. They're like, what do we have? Oh, those are considered called bull's balls. Yeah. Well, in Durango, they eat those. Okay. My mom's from Sinaloa, so I get that's where I get my marisco from. Yes. But... At the same time, it's like, uh, when I was growing up with my parents, we didn't always have money. So I lived off of bologna. I lived off of, I don't know if you know this, but... Cooked uh, bologna with, with burrito? Like no, a burrito? No. You know what I'm about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, have you ever had a flour tortilla with just mayonnaise rolled up? Yeah. Taco de mayonesa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I grew up on those, dude. Because there wasn't enough food. Like, Damn. there was enough... There It'll was fill enough you food. up. There was enough money put a roof over your head and fucking give you four walls and hot water and utilities but there wasn't enough money for food so I grew up on fucking tortillas with mayonnaise and oh sprinkle that tapatillo on top and guess what dude that, that had to be dinner killer yeah and the thing is that dude like I love it's it's my favorite fucking meme when people say oh hey some people might say oh you're poor but it's breakfast of champs dude hot dogs with scrambled eggs that is my fucking favorite that's it Hands down, dude. Just throw on a good salsa on top of that shit, dude. That's all you need. You can get tortillas and pinch it. Yeah. Or you can put it inside of a torta. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like, that's roots. And and that's where, where me uh, becoming the grilling gorilla comes into my family. It's like, it, it happened because I wanted to make sure that the childhood that I had was rough parents went through a divorce 
uh, whatever happened between them happened between them. I don't like getting in the middle of it till this day. Yes. But there was a struggle. My mom had to move to Mexico for a little bit. I grew up in Sinaloa. Fine. We came back. Oh, hey, we grew up in Compton. We moved to Gardena. We moved yeah. to LA. I currently live in the South Central. It was all a struggle. I just always wanted to make sure that my kids don't go through what I went through. So, the name Grilling Gorilla is with everything from the past that the struggles are like, this is how it is. And actually, I got my name from my nieces. Really? Yeah. Because when my sister had her kids, my older sister had her kids, I used to always, I never called them my nieces. I never called them by the names. I always called them changas. Changas or changos. Because I have a nephew. So I always called them monkeys, basically. So one day my sisters got tired and they were like, oh, hey, you know what? Dude, you need to make another Instagram page. I'm tired of seeing nothing but food. And they're the ones that basically pushed it on me. And I was like, all right, cool. Now I need a fucking name. And then I we sat down for maybe like ten minutes, and then and then one of my nieces literally said, "Oh, why don't you call yourself the Grilling Gorilla?" And I was like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, you call all of us monkeys. Why shouldn't you be the king of fucking monkeys?" And I was like, "Well, fuck it." And, fuck. and I I looked into it. No one had it. And sure enough, all right, fuck it. The Grilling Gorilla was was it. That's it. And July 2017. That's when it all kicked off. The Gorilla and Gorilla. Yeah. So everyone know why. Oh, why is he called Gorilla and Gorilla? Now you know why, fuck nuts. Yeah. You know, and, like. And my hats off to my nieces, man. If it wasn't for my nieces, it, it, I I probably would have been named a fucking I don't know. And it's a catch. It, it, to me, you gotta have that catchy name like Gorilla and Gorilla. Like, oh, boom, Mega Man, boom. Like that's just <laughs> how it is. Like you gotta have a catchy name to you know and everything. Dude, I mean, for all, all you guys know, I could have been. Paco three two three and I was in here. <laughs> you heard that bubble like no 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 yeah. no. But grill gorilla that's like and when you have that picture of the gorilla like half of your face is like a monkey like right here in the bottom and boom dude, like dude, that, you that's it. You don't know how long it took me to Photoshop that photo. Are you serious? Yes, man. <laughs> I had to find a good monkey. I found it, <laughs> and I, I found fucking okay, Congo. I found a monkey, and then I had to go Sonic the Hedgehog trailer with the teeth, and then I had to put my face on it. It was a bitch to fucking put Are you serious? It took me, like, more than four hours to fucking Photoshop it together. <laughs> and I, I said, that's the one and done photo. I'm not ever doing this again. And sure uh-huh. enough, I've never done it again. That's, a, that, that's the picture that stands out. When I see that, like, oh, that's a good gorilla, dude. That's like, that stands out. We like, you know, like, when you have the monkey on your sauce, when I when Daniel talked about it, when I heard it from Ace Barbecue at Sarah's Market, I was like, who is this guy? And, and I remember we were going back and forth, like, I'm going to get you on, but like, I don't know, and everything. But like I said, this was the right time to have you on the podcast. Oh, and yeah, and grilling you pregnant. Huh? You know, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we got to do a part two and everything down the road because well, there's so much things I want to talk about. Like, what do we start? Dude, we talk I, about the sauce and everything, but also, I want to talk about with the meats, like different like continents. Like, you got Brazil, you got Paraguay, Uruguay, Argentina, Chilean. I mean, where do we start at? You know? Yeah, and my thing is that I am very, what I can say, oh. Uh, worldly with my flavors mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't like being just known as a specific type of flavor. That's why, yes, you know what? I am a part of the barbecue community, but yes. I also, I indulge in everything else. So if you actually have time and you scroll down to my page, you'll see, you'll see Indian food, you'll see Japanese food. There was one day when I, I was not craving, I was fiending for Asian food. So what did I do? I made Japanese steak and I marinated it. I made Chinese fucking rice. Sorry, uh, no, I made Chinese noodles. And then next thing you know, I had Thai fucking food all in one place. Fucking three different types of Asian ethnicity all on one plate just because that's what I was feeding for. Mm-hmm. Right? There's days where, hey, you know what? I want to do something different. I've gone and I made chicken and waffles. I've made Nashville hot chicken. I made chicken puree puree, which was fucking amazing. Sorry, apparently I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, but I want to say everyone talks about beer can chicken, smoked chicken, but if you can make chicken puree puree, I would strongly suggest that you try it out and fucking make it, man. It is really good. It's heavy on butter, heavy on olive oil, and it's basically a smoked chicken, and if you do it right, the top layer... It feels like you're biting into a fried chicken that was smoked. If you do it right. I'm picturing it right now. Dude, it's so juicy. It's so fucking crunchy. It's amazing. Because you get that low and slow temperature that you cook it at. And next thing you know, you're adding butter and you're adding olive oil to the skin. So you get the crunch factor on top. So when it's finally fully cooked, all you need to add to it is a good... Like I said, I like to mix cultures... Salsa roja, a red sauce. You pour it on top and you bite into it. You get the crunch on the skin, but you get the juiciness of a slow smoked chicken, dude. It is a fucking amazing. Yeah, don't wait yourself. <laughs> I want to check off to food right now, but I just want to say this. Um, no father, no problem. You know who you are. If you're hearing this fucking episode, you need to have Gorilla Gorilla on your podcast. Because I think this is a perfect uh, episode for you about this. Because with food and everything, oh, diamond in the rough right there. But with food and everything, it's like, fuck, dude. I mean, like, what type of food that you cook? Like, what's the best steak out there for a continent? Like, you know, is it like America? Is it Germany? Is it Brazilian? Yeah, you know, Argentina? Because they have the best steaks, you know, and all that stuff. Dude, uh, steak is, it, it's hard to touch on because everyone likes their steak, uh, cooked to a certain degree. Yes. Medium, rare, medium, rare. Uh, I'm going to throw out a, I don't know if someone has heard of this, but there's blue. You can cook your steak blue. Blue? Yeah, yeah you're giving me a face like, what the fuck is blue? Like, blue, you're my boy, blue, like old school. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not going to be any Tilly's or a Jello fight when you order a blue. Yeah. But uh, blue is underneath rare. Okay? When you order a blue steak, if they will serve it to you, it's literally seared on one side for one minute to a minute and a half, flipped, seared to another one minute to a minute and a half, and literally put on your fucking plate. It is as bloody as it gets. Um. It's basically the steak that you would get if it wasn't uncooked. 
but they add a crunch flavor to it, and it's called blue. A crunch flavor? Yeah, so technically it's blue, rare, medium rare, medium, medium well, and then well. And then there's... So it's crunchy, so it's crunchy, but when you chew it, it's bloody. Yes, dude. It's, like I said, it's, it's seared at five to 600 degrees, just the skin. It's like, it, the best way I can describe it is uh, imagine you're working on something that's super hot, like you're, you're doing mechanic work, right? And you put your hand in the engine block, and you accidentally, with your fucking uh, forearm, touch the skin of the engine, oh, sorry, touch the engine with your skin, and you get that burn mark, that sear, that's what blue is. Is it good to have blue or not? I had blue, and it wasn't for me. And I like my steak bloody, and that was way too much for me. I don't know what the, I mean, dude that's a new that's a new topic I never heard of that term yeah not a lot of people know it blue. but it's out there yeah it's blue who, who has blue I don't know fucking vampires <laughs> fucking Dracula blood <laughs> fucking true bloods true I mean bloods. I don't shit I mean blue is like oh I wanna have a blue are you a fucking vampire boomer you know <laughs> like shit uh, like that I wanna say if you're eating your steak blue you're eating your girl out when she's on a period ugh <laughs> We're gonna edit this out. <laughs> Fuck that. This is unfiltered. Hey, you want to get blue? Hey, that means you like bloody pussy. That's just how it is. Hey, <laughs> that's a good topic, right? <laughs> Fucking right. hey, blue. Next question. Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Okay, with fuck, dude. Fucking blue. You my boy, blue. You my boy, blue. Yeah. That's the name of this episode. You're my boy, blue. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I gotta calm down. I gotta calm down because that whole blue is like. Let's take a drink. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, shouts to Hop Detective. Yes. Okay. Fucking beer is good. So, being in the barbecue community, I mean, you got heavy hitters. You know, Um, Heritage Barbecue. Uh, A's barbecue, Daniels, and all that stuff like that. Is there c- competition, or is it very competitive in the barbecue scene? Uh, it's it is very competitive, and this is where I strongly suggest anybody who's going into this or trying to do this, put your Jan, put your John Hancock on it, make it your own, put mm. your own signature on it, to, so you can identify yourself above the rest. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, yes. Okay. You know what? We're all doing barbecue. It doesn't doesn't have to be uh, Texas. It doesn't have to be Memphis. It doesn't have to be Carolina. I see that a lot of where a lot of people from Cali are traveling to Texas to see to to trying to one up hey, up whatever hey, they can hey. to bring it to Cali. All right. With you saying that, I'm gonna have to step on your toes. Gotcha. And, and it's not, go for it. Go for it. It's not a one up. It's more of a it's like saying, hey, Jesus came from Israel. Let's see where the Bible came from. It's, it's, it's hey, you know what? I want to travel to the motherland of barbecue, mm-hmm. right? Am I doing something wrong? And the thing is that California is not known for barbecue. We are not known for barbecue. So that is that, that that's why they're going to Texas? No. The thing is that California is starting to become a barbecue state. Huh. Okay, Instagram. Then why is it that Cali's going to Texas for some reason? Dude, honestly, salt and pepper in Texas is way different from salt and pepper here in California. Like I said, everyone wants to do it their own way and they want to create, oh, hey, this is Texas style, 
All right, if you go to the Carolinas, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, oh shit, it's it's vinegar based. It's and you know what? Uh, people were saying, oh, hey, don't fuck, not everyone's vinegar based. Yes, okay, fine, it might not be, but a lot of the states out there are a lot of mom and pop shops. They do use heavy vinegar, where Texas does not. So, it all comes down to. Let's learn from people who are doing it, who are famous from. Like, this is the one thing, and I hate bringing this up, but I don't know if you saw that Subway commercial where they fucking said, oh, hey, Subway is now serving brisket, and they supposedly did a pop-up shop on the commercial, and they fed a bunch of Texans brisket from Subway, and they tried to fool them. Dude, that commercial was bullshit. Because I had their brisket and it fucking tasted like if it was bologna from fucking, uh, what is it, Food for Less. Not even name brand. It was like Food for Less Kroger brand. Fucking Damn. It was trash. So, when people from California go out to Texas, they go out to Carolina, they go out to Memphis. And it's more of a, let's do my homework. Let's see how I can self-improve myself. Mm-hmm. And let's get this shit done. Right, I want to bring something different to my table, and I think, and the thing is that if, sorry to cut you off. No, no, go for it. I know you want to say something. Go for it. Go for it. But if I'm a certain person from a barbecue pop, from from a vendor point of view, uh-huh. and I say, hey, I sold enough, well enough, to where I can go and see how it's done somewhere else. I would personally invest that money to do my homework, just to figure out how I can improve my craft so it's not like a thing where I want to copy or say hey I did it first it's more of a thing where I want to learn how it's being done out there and how I can improve myself because I want to say everyone who's out there doing barbecue is not trying to one up themselves they're trying to identify who they are and where they stand in the barbecue community Mm -hmm. and how they can represent themselves when they sell their food. I thought in a way they were going out there to to focus on their weaknesses. You know what, dude? Uh, it's one of those things where... That, that is kind of like a thing where like, it's kind of iffy. Like, well, I, I'm not doing this. Yes. Self-doubt plays oh, yeah. a big strong thing. And and that's where, where I say I don't want to sell food. Hey, hey, I teamed up with Daniel's Barbecue not too long ago. I sold my tacos. I sold out of my tacos. I sold out. And I helped him out. And I he, remember that one time, you, yeah, you did. Um, I tried to go, but, dude, I was so busy. Dude, I was out of town. Dude, and it's, and it's fine, man. I'll go next they, time. No. <laughs> I know I feel bad, lady. Dude, what the fuck, nigga, man? <laughs> the thing is that Daniel has his flavor profile. Yes. I have mine. And the thing yeah. is that when we set up shop for that day, we did it wrong. We we set up shop together, competing against each other. Oh. Right, he did his meats, I did my meats, and it was it became be a, a thing where it's like, oh hey, choose his, choose mine. That's how we're gonna do it. But now we know share, that, share, share together. Yeah, but the thing is that we've learned that if we're gonna focus on one, and, and the thing is that when I do collaborations with people, it's like I don't care for credit. The thing is that if if we're gonna go all in. And we're going to go with one profile, his, mine, or a random profile. I don't mind it. It's the thing is that we're sharing profits. And that day, we kind of competed against each other. And the thing is that we went wrong about it. And barbecue tacos are a thing. I make brisket barbecue tacos. And they're chipotle flavor. 
and they were fucking fire. They're really fire. He made the pork belly for the tacos that day, and I just, I just gave it my zing on top because I was doing tacos that day. Dude, we sold out of tacos before we sold out of barbecue. And the thing is that there's a certain price point for barbecue, and there's a certain price point for tacos. So, of course, if you get a better deal on tacos and they fill you up more, of course you're going to go with tacos. Yeah. It was it's something where it's where I totally get it, you know, and stuff like that. It's like competition with barbecue. Man, dude, it's like competition with, like, food industry is, like, hard. But yes. it's like everyone's trying to one-up each other. It's like, hey, oh, he has this, he has that. Like, we're trying to help each other out, yeah, you know, and that, stuff like that. that. That's where I give uh, a big shout-out to my boy Alan from Ace Barbecue. Yeah. I I can cook my own food. I don't need to go to pop-ups. But my boy Alan from Ace Barbecue, mm. god damn it, dude. Yes, I am a groupie. He does Chicano-style barbecue. And when I say Chicano, I mean it's like DF Texas meets LA Texan barbecue. Yes. And he created his own flavor profile. His mac and cheese is not cheddar. It's, it's not cheddar cheese. Hands blues. down. No. Oh. It is mac, what he calls mac and rajas. Oh. Which is white cheese with fucking poblano chiles. It is fucking amazing. And then instead of going basic bitch and doing a uh, pulled pork, he does cochinita pibil, which is very hard to imitate. I thought I made good cochinita pibil, and Alan would tell you, I'd rather buy his and make his, <laughs> and have his cochinita pibil. Are you serious? Yes, dude. His cochinita pibil is way better than mine. Way better than mine. And it's fucking sad because if my wife was here, she'll fucking say, yeah, his is better. Fuck. <laughs> hey, like, hey, be like, no sex tonight. <laughs> you can jack off with your dildo. Like, fuck you, you go fuck out. No, no, no. But, but the thing is that, like, it's like I, like, I thought I was doing it right. Like, I, I got my pork, I seasoned it, I marinated it, I made the au jus, I wrapped it in banana leaves. Uh-huh. Dude, yeah, oh, okay. and here comes Alan. He fucking mouth fucks me with this fucking cochina bevita. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> My fucking cuisine is like it's like a bastard child. I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't need this in my life. Like fuck you. You're out. Like I I inherited you. Like that's done. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. You're literally the unwanted child that I want. Never had. A fucking ace. <laughs> like this, I mean barbecue. I'm learning so much from you and understanding. But like with like with ace, it's like when I first had him. Ace Barbecue. That was the same day I met you, but I don't. I didn't know who you were I at know, Sarah's Market. I, know. I, I had that fucking cara de chango. That face. I know. Like wait, wait. I know from the nose up, but I didn't know the gorilla <laughs> going down and with the, the shit. And the thing is that if you go through my page, there's not a lot of self. I don't post selfies. And you post food. I post. I food. like that. That's what it is. I like it's all that about food. So like earlier today, there was a guy who follows the podcast because I want to be on. Uh well this episode is gonna be out later, but like Chicano Chicano Kushafa, I'm gonna be on the podcast tomorrow and I told him hey you're doing a podcast with uh so and so so yeah check out his page I swear I, sc- I screenshotted your page yeah. tagged you and he's like whoa Mega Man I'm fucking hungry <laughs> and he's like I I told you right I fucking told you I I told you I always say this to my I always say this be warned if you go on his page. You will get hungry. Yeah. And he's like, fuck. I, I'm going to get you pregnant with food. Dude. Dude, I, I, lately, uh, 
out of everything that I've made from past to present, I want to say my new discovery is waffle tacos. For the longest time... Waffle tacos? Yeah, I know. I know I have to say this I'm saying very graphic I'm trying to get too fat Hey Can I see my dick for once I want to say that But we say waffle tacos I'm like I know I can't see my dick (laughs) For the longest time I was I was trying to push On the barbecue community Yeah Right I'm like hey If you have leftover brisket Mm -hmm. Please Make brisket pancakes (sighs) Dude Joey will tell you Daniel will tell you Dude Brisket pancakes is the shit. You eat your leftover brisket and you throw it on top of the pancakes, but you you use unsalted butter and you just make pancakes like you regularly would. You throw them on top and as soon as it starts to bubble, you throw on your sautéed brisket on top of that. You flip it. It finishes off. You cover it and then you serve it on your plate. You cover it up with more brisket because I'm extra. I throw on cajeta. Throw on cajeta? Mm-hmm. Bite into it. Fuck. Sweet. Sorry, excuse me. Burp? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not trying to be loud about it. Yeah. Sweet. Salty. Savory. All in one. Perfection. Done. What did I go do? I one up myself. My daughter woke me up one day. She's like, Daddy, I want waffles. I didn't want waffles. Fuck it. I started making a bunch of waffles. I had a bunch of leftover waffles... They are cold, and I'm like, fuck, I need to reheat these. But then I see, you know, I had breakfast sausage, I had bacon, I had avocado, and I had fucking waffles. So I put them inside of my, uh, my fucking taco holder, put them in there, threw the scrambled eggs, threw the meat on top, put the, and then I threw it in the oven with some cheddar cheese, took them out, threw the avocado on top, and, and then covered it with, uh, queso cotija, and a little bit of maple syrup. Not, not, not pancake syrup. Maple syrup, god damn it, dude, that was a fucking amazing. And now I can only imagine waffle brisket tacos. I want to try everything that you do. <laughs> dude, I'm brisket. gonna get you pregnant. That's what it is. You're I'm, gonna get pregnant. I'm gonna be fat from forever. So yeah, you're never gonna see your dick so, again. So uh, shouts to Cynthia, Mega Man's lady. Uh, I'm gonna be fat. So I'm sorry, Cynthia. So uh, yeah. sorry. You're, so well, if you want to have a baby or not, you get ready because dude, if I Irish get fat, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I feel like <laughs> the more I'm getting fatter, the more my dick's shrinking. <laughs> That's just how it is. Straight up. That's how it is and you're, stuff like that. If you come live with me, you'll never see your dick again. Oh my god, dude! I love food more than pussy. That's straight up. All right, I'm I'm out. <laughs> dude, food I'm, is I'm, good. Food is God. Uh, no, for me, it's it, it, it's pussy over food for me. Really? Yes, dude. I love food over pussy. Oh, no. Well, oh, all right. Pussy well, is good. I'll, I'll give you that. But food is food. All right. Okay. Uh, too graphic for this podcast. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm sprung. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The be- the most sincere way I can put it is I'm sprung and I'm very happy in my marriage. It is very good. And my mouth is getting watery now. Like T-Pain. I'm sprung. I'm sprung. (laughs) Come to get me. Yeah. Like food. Like, you know, it's it's good that, you know, like that. But along, if you make your wife happy, what do you do? You make, you're a good cook. Hey, look, dude, I, I take her to Flavortown and Pleasure Town. Damn! Almost, the, the tongue and everything and stuff like that. And the food, hands down, that's it. Game over. It was just sliders today. 
Dude. Just sliders. Dude. Simple, flavorful, but it's it, it got there, right? Dude, you got me hooked like, like I'm hooked on phonics, dude. Oh, shit. Like, the, the flavor, the onions, like, the texture, like, I have never, ever in my life had a slider like that before. I was like, I was too scared to eat it. And, and what did I tell you? If I wanted to sell the slider, no one's going to buy it because people have to pay $9 for me to make a 50 cent profit. 50 cent profit. On that slider, slider, you may per, it should be like 14 bucks. It needs to be in order for me to make real money. But no one's going to pay 14, 15 bucks for a slider. And, and I want to say this, people, if you're listening to this, if you have a slider, which I have, 14, 15 bucks per, not per slider. That's how good it is. And Killer. And I'll take this subject because we're not here to hype me up. So yes. Next question. Go hit me. Yeah. With the sauce, we got the different types of steaks. Yes. I mean, with everything. From le- from learning different types of barbecue people, what have you learned to make yourself better known? Like, okay, I'll learn from this. I'll learn from that. What have you learned, you know, from the barbecue scene or from any kind of cuisine? Overall, in general, when it comes to barbecue cuisine, it's come down to a point where never cook to doneness, always cook to ten. Uh-huh. And once you figure out your numbers, you know, what you're supposed to cook to. Like I said, today I cooked eight racks of ribs. People were coming at different times. I pulled yes. them out earlier, but only because they were going to sit inside a hot box and they were continuing to cook there. So I undercooked them technically. But if you were gonna cook them, if you were if you were to come and eat them there on the spot, I would have continued to cook them. But because people were gonna come, show up at different times. Sorry, hiccups. Cut today. Fuck you, Brandon. Your was really good, <laughs> and you got me buzzed. Fucking hot detective. <laughs> what the fuck? Again, all right, shout out to my boy, mm-hmm. black and black and white cap. That's all it's about. But fuck, man, dude, that that cider. Woo! Yeah, I'm still it's <laughs> fucking hazy, but cider that just boom. God, it, it it caught you off guard. Yeah, it's I wasn't like expecting you, that. It's like you're walking down the street and they just took you for your shoes. And they're like, hey, what you carrying? How much you have? <laughs> Craigslist. Wanna pay but wanna play a big bank, take a little bank? That's what it was. Uh but yeah, like I said, uh always cook the temp, dude. Uh that's my strongest advice I can give anybody. You wanna be uh, uh you wanna cook for the first time any kind of meat, whatever, fine. It needs to be at a certain temperature. Go a couple degrees under. Let it rest. And trust me, when you wrap it in foil, butcher mm-hmm. paper, if you, whether you put it inside of an igloo or not, it will come up to temp. Yes. That's just something like, okay. Yeah. This is interesting. Um, this is my opinion. I don't know. People mm-hmm. can be like, oh, what the fuck, whatever. My opinion is when I have the Gorilla Gorilla on my podcast... With certain people that come to you, like it's kind of more I see you as a guru, you know. With like, that is something where it's like it could be good or bad, but when with the knowledge you have, but I know with your you you focus on family, you have your work and everything. And I wish I could. Don't yeah, forget Disneyland. Disneyland and shit like fucking Shout like out Disney Plus and oh shit. Give it to oh, me for free. I fucking oh, oh and the games. You got fucking uh uh fucking uh. There's so much shit, dude. The Disney Plus that like it saved my life with the kids and shit. Like they're so hooked on it, like they're hooked on phonics. But having um you um as someone where 
people come to you as a mentor, like, hey, hey, a uh, grilling gorilla, what should I do with this? What the temperature should be like? That, that. Is it kind of like kind of cool in a way? Like, dude, hey, I, I don't mind it. You don't I, mind it. I don't mind it. And you I, don't care about the credit. You don't care about the shit. No, I don't care about being tagged. I don't care about getting followers. That's not what I'm in it for. I told you at the beginning of the podcast when I started doing this, it's it's my zen. I do this for fun. I do this as a hobby. If I gain a follower, congratulations. I gained a follower. If I don't, I'm not going to get butthurt. If I lose followers, well, guess what? They lost interest or they moved on to something better. And more power to them. I'm not going to hate on it. It's just, it's not my thing. I don't care for numbers. And honestly, if someone has a question, please feel free to DM me. Mm -hmm. I will get to you. It might not be right away, but it will be within the same day. Yes. I always reply within 24 hours. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say, I'm like, hey, if you have any questions, make sure that your cook is not that same day because, yes, I'm sorry. I have a wife. I have kids. Mm-hmm. And for me, family is always first. Yes. But at the same time, if I'm bored, I will reply right away. If I'm not doing anything, I will reply right away. Bro, you're here. You're at my house. There's a bunch of grills in my backyard. There's yes. a gazebo. We're trying to keep warm. And there's also a kegerator. There's a keg in my house. Mega Man's not working tomorrow. <laughs> and by the, if my kids with their mama, I will be here with, at the guest room. Okay. There's <laughs> a keg in my house, which my wife bought me with my own money. Fuck. Yeah. She said, oh, hey, you deserve this. But yet it came out of my paycheck. So the wife got it for me, though, right? So it's there. It's for me. It's for me to enjoy. And the thing is, yeah. I love hosting. And it's one of those things where I'm like, hey, you know what? This is and you saw there's two taps, not yes, one, not two. There's two. There's the private reserve for me, which is always an IPA, and there's always a generic lager slash Belgian beer on the other one, which is for the guest. It, it might be Blue Moon, it might be a Stella keg. It just it's something generic that everyone can drink, yes. but not everyone's gonna like the IPA that I like. But again, my house, I don't give a fuck. That tap is for me. You've been enjoying it, so that's all. Fine, that's awesome. It, it it's it's humbling to come over. You have your tab, you have your food and everything. I'm like, I, I'm like honored to have you on my podcast, but also honored to have your food. I dude, mean, I know you're like you don't like hearing it's shit. Not a big deal, dude. No, it's, to me it is yeah, because because this is new to me. This is new. Like people always tell me about you, but to me, when I have a guest on. It's all about love and respect and humble, but it's like intriguing, you know. When I hear the name Grin the Gorilla, hey, hey, try his shit. When I, well, like we said, we had tried your sliders earlier. Yeah. Wow. Dude, wow. That's, that's all I meant to do. Just two sliders, same meat. One was barbecue style. But two different one, flavors with your sauce and with your barbecue sauce. Oh my god! With the grill sauce, with the onions and everything, like hands down, like now I know why. This should be more expensive. And, hey, Cynthia, you fucked up. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll send you a to-go-home package. Yeah. But we're almost getting to the end. Um, do you have any, uh, like, any shadows or, or, or any uh, or questions you want to ask before, you know, before we log off and stuff like that? Well, I was wanting to know where babies come from. Do you know? Baby? Uh, well, yeah. My, from, from busting my nuts, dude. <laughs> oh. 
Is that why I don't have any kids? No, I'm fucking <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. But, uh, serious, uh, as far as shout-outs go, it's obviously, it's, it's, it's my boy Joey. It's my boy uh, mm-hmm. from, obviously, Joey's Barbecue Spot. One slash unone, because apparently he's got both pages up and running. Uh, Daniel's Barbecue. Then you have Ace. Yes, two? Huh? Yes, two, but... Yeah, oh, well, that's another story for off-air. But okay, yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Daniel's Barbecue. You have A's, uh, Alan from A's Barbecue. Uh-huh. I love his uh, shit. Dude, yeah. Chicano Barbecue. He made it a thing. East oh. loves. When I think of East LA, I think of A's Barbecue. When I think of East LA, I think of Hunkers. Tiffany. Oh, damn, dude, you can suck a dude. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> where is this out? <laughs> yeah, where is that? Unfiltered. No way. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Uh, yeah, um, and then you have my boy Ivan. Yeah. Ivan 323, Maniscos. He's so, fuck, he gets down on Maniscos. Uh, dude, I can give shout outs for days. And you have uh, Smoke and Throat Barbecue. You have the Q Man Barbecue way out there in, uh, in, in Oxford. Oxnard? Oxnard, yes. I'm a little... Oxford is like inside of England, dude. <laughs> dude I'm, a little, I'm a little biased, dude. No, 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 no. No, no dude, it's good. I've been it's drinking good. for fucking 12, 13 hours. No, fuck that, dude. 14 hours. I love I've it. I love it. I love it. Yes, dude, I'm surprised I'm not even Yeah, dude. Like, shouts to them and stuff like that. And, um. Indie and, and mostly fucking Brandon, dude. Beer Hop Detective. God damn, dude. He got me drunk. Hop Detective, you just fucked us up right now with dude, your hazy and I with was, your cider. I was coasting, and then we had. We popped up in his bottles, and now I feel like I'm fucking slurring. And shouts to Hop Detective. Hey, hey, uh, when you gonna hook me up with uh, Brian or Ticket from the UFC? What's up with that? Uh, that's my connect. I got you. Wow! <laughs> you know him too? Yes, dude. Oh, what's up? Brian, you know what's up? Since you're injured, say you can do my podcast now. What's up, dude? Uh, yeah. Well, but shout. I don't, I don't know if I have time for you. I don't know about that. It's all good. So, but uh, I just want to say. Um, Shit, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Um, everyone, where can they follow you at? Uh, well, hmm. my name goes by uh, the Grilling Gorilla at Legoland.com. <laughs> I, I also have a LinkedIn, I have a Facebook page. No, I don't. It's, it's just Instagram. Instagram so, the, at the Gorilla Gorilla. Yeah. And it's Grilling with no G. Mm-hmm. It's G R, well, it's T H. E, I had to take a pause there. That's how buzz I am. <laughs> the grilling, you know, G R I L L I N, no G, uh-huh. and then gorilla, G O R I L L E A. Sorry. Oh fuck! God damn, dude, I, I am really buzz, dude. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, so I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you, you out. So at Instagram at grilling gorilla at G R I L L I N gorilla. And his page has half face, half gorilla face in the bottom and stuff like that. That's him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I will post all that up and everything. I want to give a shout out to uh, Grill Gorilla for, uh, for inviting me on to his humble place. His family, his daughters, his whole crew. Uh, shout out to Beard Dog Life. Shout out to Hops to, uh, Detective for the killer beers that he sent Ooh, us. Man, yeah, he got fucked up. I had to go pee pee, but I'm trying I'm to pregnant. hurry up with this shit. <laughs> I think I'm pregnant. I think I'm pregnant. Uh, shouts to uh, Daniel's, Joey's Barbecue. Uh, shouts to Cynthia, the kids, the whole crew. Shouts to all of you guys. Cynthia, don't, don't let us sleep on the couch. Just. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just get pregnant again. No yeah. Oh. That's number five right there. Oh, I know. Masita. Pull-out game is whack, dude. Pull-out game is whack. Dude, my pull-out game is whack. I have two kids by choice. Are you serious? Yes. Damn, yeah. dude. Hey, hey, I'm, no, try, I'm no, trying to stop. I'm like, I'm chick, no, I'm breeding. No condom for life. I just I only got two kids. Really? It's not that hard. What? The, I can't do five. I can't do five. It's more like... <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I, I need to go to the side. You're like the fucking light that busted up. Like, I'm going to pass out sleep, dude. Busted up, pass sleep. Passing up, pass out sleep, dude. That's how it is. But other than that, dude, Grilla Gorilla, thank you for coming on the Make It Man's podcast. Dude, it was, a, it was an honor to have you on dude, to start off for 2020. Dude, two hours of nothing but just ridiculousness. No, this is good. This was a good <laughs> podcast. So, uh, getting to know about you, uh, the barbecue, and everything and we, stuff like we that. We barely scratched me. I want to say we bullshitted half the time. We're going to do part two. Oh, God damn it. Part two, huh? We're going to do part two. All right. We're going to do me, you, uh, Joey, Daniel, if they can uh, increase oh, the piece. All right. You know, we're going to have that. And we're gonna get we're gonna have a little deep talk with barbecue because I think with part two, to for knowing you, we only scratched the surface. We have to have a part two, but with you, but right. with Joey's and Daniels. If we do a part two, it's gonna have to be I'll host it. You guys, Joey, uh, Joey, Daniel can come. I'll be Doctor Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not gonna be one of those episodes where hey, show me on this bottle of beer where he touched you. No, it's not gonna be one of those. I want to host an all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. But if we do this, I want to do a a eating talk. Okay. Round two has to be an eating talk. Went down. I, I, I'm down. I, I, I see you pinching your vaginal lips. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I know. I gotta go pee pee. Call, call it in. Go do call it. Call night. Do it. Subscribe to the Mega Mass Podcast. Please review on Apple Podcasts. I'm honing my fucking bladder. Okay, I gotta go pee pee right now. Oh, he's doing the dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the dance. I'm doing the. I'm doing the, the shuffle dance. <laughs> Subscribe to the Mega Mass Podcast. Uh, you can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Popping, Spopping. And all other uh, platforms you can find the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the Mega Mass Six Nine Eight Zero or the Mega Mass Podcast, and they can follow the Grilling Gorilla on Instagram. Other than that, once again, Grilling Gorilla, thank you for coming on the Mega Mass Podcast. Someone's gonna get pregnant tonight. Yeah, it's so good right now. I'm <laughs> holding my bladder right now. I can take a fucking piss. But this, we have to do a part two. All right, let's All do right. it. Because apparently two hours is not good enough. So let's do it. What do we got to do? It. Other than that, uh, Grin Gorilla, Mega Man, we're out. Later, guys. Good night. Hey.